This episode of 100 Not Out proudly brought to you by the 2017 Greek Island Longevity Retreat to Ikaria, the island where people forget to die. To find out more and to join Damien, myself, and an intimate group of 100 Not Outers, go to www.100notout.com. That's 100notout.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and here I am with the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the legend of longevity and a great mate of Mitch Albums. Damien Christoph, welcome along. Oh, it's so great, mate. It was, wasn't it amazing to be interviewing Mitch? Tell you what, our bromance went to a whole new level because if you did not go to San Francisco to talk to 1,600 people about how to create great health with your nutrition and the rest, you would not have met, met him. Mitch Album. And for those people going, who is Mitch Album? Damien and I have a whole new love affair with the great man. Mitch Album has written Tuesdays with Maury. His new book is the magic strings of frankie presto now this is a fiction book they're all yeah oh well, yeah, well, that, yeah that's yeah. real this is real that's yeah. real so the the profound thing that we learned about mitch's book tuesdays with Murray was that it was a story of a man in his last 16 weeks of life so you kind of you go through that the the chronology and the lessons of an old man as he's about to die and so you find out what's important and you know because our fascination is living to 100 making the rest of your life the best of your life you know, to learn from someone who's about to pass on, who's about to leave, um, what would be most important in your life, 16 great lessons. Uh, for us, that was a, a profound experience. And I suppose on the flip side is, and in talking to Mitch, we were, there was quite a few questions about how was your transformation. To give you a background, Mitch is a sports journalist, loved uh, working in TV, radio, print, working 100-hour weeks, yeah. working, working, working. Yeah. Um, when he was at university, he Mori um, was his professor, his lecturer, mm. and uh, they developed a, a friendship. And then fast forward 20 years, Mitch has developed his career, and then Mori uh, is diagnosed with what we would call in Australia motor neuron disease, ALS. what they would call ALS or yeah. Lou Gehrig's disease. And, um, and Mitch is watching TV one night and all of a sudden an update comes on and it's the Ted Koppel show. Yeah. And Ted has uh, found out about Maury passing away, sharing his wisdom about living and then uh, Ted goes over, interviews Maury and then Mitch just out of the blue sees his former lecturer yeah. on TV. I mean, woo-woo, wacky, crazy type of synchronicity <laughs> in terms of how it all works. Well, we love that, don't we? Woo-woo stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, but totally. to, to see the transformation, and Mitch said to us, like, don't think that I'm some guru that's kind of figured it all out. I mean, I love in this book, he says when he went to Maury's for the first time, he rocks up at the house. He's on the phone to his uh, producer back at the radio station. He's got a coffee down there. He's rocked up to Maury's house. Maury's out in the front yard. Maury, being the wise man that he is, sees him in the car. So Mitch actually leans forward to like, you know, try and hide, yeah. spills his coffee, trying to get to a deadline <laughs> on time. And he's essentially having one of those epiphanies going, what, what the hell I am doing? I doing? What am I doing? What's important here? So he's working 100 hours a week, busting his nut, trying to get everything right to meet deadlines and still probably failing miserably at deadlines, realizing that he's missing life. And, and they're you know, probably only from here to the front yard away. 
was uh, was Murray waiting for him with a smile on his face, waiting for him just to be greeted so that they could actually start to share some pearls of wisdom. And uh, and it shaped Mitch's life. And, and Mitch went on to say during our interview that uh, there's a number of different lessons that he learned, but the most profound one was to be able to bring into your life those who you love and exclude from your life the ones that really don't matter that much. And when he means exclude, don't spend so much time with them that it distracts you from the things that really matter, that are really important. And so we could, you know, and we've been on, we've spoken, what about paleo, veganism, vegetarianism, CrossFit, you know, all of the extreme. Grain-free, intermittent fasting. 100%, 5-2, the whole lot. We've spoken about all of these sorts of eating programs, lifestyle programs, all the things that are fatty and that kind of come and go. And and really, at the end of the day, when you're lying in your deathbed, deathbed, you're not thinking, oh my gosh, I wish I'd have gone hard with paleo, or I wish I'd have done a couple of extra muscle-ups, or I wish I had... Shouldn't have had um, so much rice. That's right. I wish I really did quit sugar. But, you know, those sorts of things, you kind of think, oh, far out, what really matters? And in this book, we learned um, that bringing into your life those people that you love and surrounding yourself with people that love you was was way more profound than anything else. Now, Damo, love 35 it. million people have read uh, Mitch's books. Yeah, right. Uh, 45 languages, 49 countries. You shared with Mitch that uh, you were moved to tears. I was. Um, in listening to the audio, audio book. Mitch is one of those rare individuals that when he writes an incredible book, he's not lazy and gets some bugger lugs to read the book. Mitch mm-hmm. actually read the book himself, which I think is one of the biggest keys to a good audio story. But you were moved to tears, and I didn't ask you during the interview because Mitch's time is precious, yep. but I want to know now, what part of the book moved you to tears? And uh, if you're happy to, what did you reflect on that clearly brought the tears on? You know what it was? You know, When you're watching a movie or when you're, you know, sometimes a really nice moving commercial comes on, you go, oh, that's really sweet. Um, I was watching the Olympics, you know, obviously I'm just, I've just date stamped this, but, uh, <laughs> but we were watching the Olympics the other night and there was some celebration and there was one really great thing that I saw, which was Usain Bolt and Mo Farah and they meet in the, you know, in, in the concourse coming out. This. Unbelievable, right? Meet in the concourse coming out as, as, um, the gold medal has just been presented to Usain Bolt and Mo Farah is run, going out to run his 5,000 metres to win the gold, right? And they meet and you kind of go, oh, wow, what, what a moment. And so it's those sorts of things that I found in the storytelling that, yeah. that Mitch, um, you know, so beautifully read, you know, in what, it, what he'd actually written was, it was those sorts of things. So it'd be things like um, Mori mentioning that it's, it's the family that matter or that, uh, that, we're being brainwashed in society into thinking that um, material things really matter when in actual fact it's not materialism that you're looking for. Um, he, he mentioned things a lot about forgiveness and, you know, forgiveness for me, I've had a few things happen in my life. <laughs> All right, right? And so I kind of reflected on that. I thought, oh, maybe it's one of those things that I could work more on. And so you kind of think, oh, okay, well, how's that impacting my life? How's it impacting my family's life? Has it impacting my work life, my colleagues, the people I employ, all of those sorts of people around me? You know, what are the sorts of things that I could do differently, better? And then you reflect on where maybe you've made some errors and you start to think, okay, I could do that better. So they're the sorts of things that moved you. But the m- most moving thing was in the audio book when you actually get to hear uh, Maury talking. 
if this is really um, really pricking your ears up and you're interested in what we're talking about, I've got to recommend. Obviously, read the book. But um, as uh, Mitch was telling us, uh, four of the four of his seven books have been made into television movies. Yeah. So you can watch Tuesdays with Morrow. You can watch the five people you meet in heaven. You can uh, absorb this in so many ways. But I think what I think what you and I love about it is that Mitch is a regular guy. Working hard, which a lot of guys can relate to. Yeah. But I also think the messages of the book are like, don't wait till you get on your deathbed yeah. to shift your life. Make your community now. Yeah. Uh, learn to forgive now. I mean, forgiveness is a really tricky one because as I say to a lot of people, you can forgive your mum or your dad or your ex-husband or your ex-boss or whatever. But as soon as you're on the phone to your mum and she says, don't you think you should be working in a safe job or whatever it is, <laughs> then that forgiveness gets tested, right? Yeah, so forgiveness is, is a constant. It's, there's no um, you know, quick fix, so to speak. And I think that's one of the great messages of the book. But if I can just shift gears for a moment, and after we interviewed uh, Mitch, we, all, we then interviewed Dr. Mario Martinez. Wow. And what I loved about both of them, and I want to read from Tuesdays with Mori, is Mori said uh, the culture we have does not make people feel good about themselves and you have to be strong enough to say if the culture doesn't work don't buy it and then following on from that interview with Mitch we interviewed Dr. Mario Martinez who was talking about um, the mind-body connection and we all talk about how the mind influences the body but what influences the mind yeah. and what we were talking about as influencing the mind is our culture yeah so our culture is so young and what Mario was suggesting was in the younger cultures we have this individual uh, I suppose mindset around our culture whereas in the older cultures we're in a group so the Italians yeah. are in a group and the Greeks are in a group and the Asians are in yeah. a group so he was talking about shaming and so when we uh, shamed physiologically you can see people are more inflamed they have a stress response have a stress response but yeah. they have no one to go to and then they kind of suppress it and the rest that's in our society right Yep. So in the Western world, he mentioned that uh, we get shamed individually. And because we're so about the individual, and you could almost call it narcissism, um, we don't have that ability to buffer or that ability to um, deflect or to, to bounce stuff off. Whereas in the cultures, even in the culture of Ikaria, when we were in Ikaria, because it was such a tight family thing, everybody knew everything about what was happening in everybody's life. Mm. Um, and that was nice because it was never left to one person to carry the burden or to carry the load. And uh, that was profound, wasn't it? Because the, exactly what you're saying there is that when you've got a community of people surrounding you, you have that ability to just deflect and let the stuff that would stress you out just run off your, off your back. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I wonder if we look at what Mitch says and we look at what Mario was saying, because one comes from a real life experience uh, perspective sure and the other one comes from science and research so yeah. based on the the two I think what we want to do is go well know that the science and research is there um, and know that you can meet incredible people along the way and there's so much wisdom to learn from people yeah. but I think where the power of it all lies is the ability to I suppose turn that knowledge into action for without sounding so practical about it but Mitch could have and there were times when particularly the beginning of the book where you could see that he was he was kind of he was glad to see Mori, but he really had no idea why he was there. He just was doing it on an urge, but he realized that he was there to actually transform his life. And I think that's where a lot of people, without getting too morbid about things, they're passive learners. So they'll read the book yep. and they go, Oh, that was a good book. Yeah, that was nice. You know, that was well really written, nice. Written, you know? Well written story. And they go back and then they go back to messy lives, mediocre lives, whatever it is, and they don't do anything with what the intention of the book is. Yeah. What do you think is, again, based on your experience, it's pretty fresh since you've read this 
I'm reading it again at the moment. Um, what do you think for you is the clincher between liking the book and then actually doing something about it? Oh, I, the, the, that's a that's a great question. <laughs> I put you on the spot. I was expecting that one, <laughs> but uh, I, I think the the ease at which you can implement the lessons from this book was was great because I've read hundreds of books, hundreds, and listened to heaps of audio books, but. The, because this was a real life story, because it came from a man who was dying, and the only thing he wanted to do was share his story and his lessons with Maury, oh sorry, with Mitch. It wasn't so much about you know you must do this. This is a set of instructions, and if you don't do this, then you know you're getting it all wrong. So I didn't feel like someone was ramming something down my throat. I didn't feel like I had to subscribe to. Um, the next fad or the next uh, big trend in health and well-being or wellness. You know, this is 20 years old, this book, and, uh, and, and these are life lessons. And, and I suspect that if we approached anybody who was on their deathbed, that they were passing away, that, and, and they were reflecting on their life, I suspect that these lessons will be lessons that everybody would want to share and pass on. Because I think that there's a degree of wisdom that you receive as you're you know, as you're about to leave the planet. Mm. And and I think that most people dying would reflect on it and, and be something like that. And that's why I found that this year uh, resonated with me so much. Not that I'm dying, but I... But we're all dying. We all are. Uh, dying, but, yeah. but it was it was those lessons that I thought, yeah, okay, well, that's these are lessons. I can learn from them. I don't have to do it unless, you know, it's not going to it's not gonna make me live less if I don't do it. Do you reckon this is the shift that's going on, though, in personal growth and even health and wellness because I was saying to Kim Morrison the other day I'm getting a bit sick and tired of personal growth like yeah. if someone tells me to do something I'm going to vomit like I'm just <laughs> done with Absolutely do right. this do that and it yeah. will improve your life and the rest yeah when it comes from a more global sense around life it's not like eat eat raw broccoli and have this type of soup it's like be nice to people yeah. you know celebrate your life don't die whilst you're living like actually live like truly live your life I mean, Mitch was having epiphanies of like, Maury seems more fulfilled whilst he's dying than many people are when they've got all of their health or their wealth or the rest of it. He's actually living a better quality of life. Um, But do you think maybe this is the shift that that it's going on we spoke in the the wellness summit preview podcast like the the theme seems to be about lighten up like don't feel so obliged to follow a system and a structure and the rest do you think because of this busy world that we live in people are going you know what i need something that's a bit more global rather than a biohack well that you've raised so many unbelievable points in there i reckon uh buddy because what we've got at the moment in Australia, we've got this whole black or white thing. There's a, a mentality around right or wrong, that you're either good or bad, uh, and there's no in between. And it's the colours that we talk about that are in between that is the enjoyment of life. Mm. And so I, I think you're right with the shift in wellness, the shift in, in the thinking around health and well-being, is that people are starting to lighten up a little bit. People are starting to go, hang on a second, I don't need to hack that, I don't need to do that in order to live for a, a long time. In fact, Many people don't know why they're doing these life hacks. People don't know why they're going paleo. They don't know why they're you know, going gluten-free. They don't know why they're doing CrossFit. They just kind of think that this is the way to go. But I think what it is is bring them into a tribe. And so it brings people into a sense of identity. And so Because they're looking for connection. They're looking for connection yeah. and looking for community. And so, yeah, we've got Instagram. Yeah, we've got Facebook. Yeah, we've got Snapchat. We've got all these ways in which we can communicate. But the question will be is, are we really communicating? And is it really resonating? And I think people are looking for connection points and touch points. So even when people aren't doing CrossFit 100% hard out, they still remain in their community. They've got their box that they hang out with. 
when people identify with uh, with the paleo way of life, they kind of go, yeah, I'm paleo, but in the backyard, they're having Mars bars or Snickers or whatever else they're doing, having some grain, having some rice. They, they want to be part of a tribe. Mm. And and this is where we're going with this, the psychoneuroimmunology part of it, Maury's um, life, even when we're looking about at, at what um, Bruce Lipton talks about, it, creating an environment that actually helps us live well um, will enhance our longevity and our well-being, more so than being over-analytic about stuff. And the more labels people seem to be adopting in their life, the more stressful they're becoming. 100%. So I'm paleo, but I hate my job. I don't like my relationship. Uh, I'm unfulfilled, whatever it is, but I'm, I'm paleo. Yep. And that ends up becoming a stress. And then if you're not paleo, then what are you? Or <laughs> you know what, I mean? well, what happened right. to being a husband or a wife or a son or a daughter or just a friend? Yeah, which I think is what books like this are great for is going. Well, does it really matter what you eat? Is it more important who you eat it with and how you eat it than exactly what you're eating? And we find that time and time again, don't we, with the guests that we're interviewing, blowing our minds in terms of the quality of their diets, but the fulfilment of their lives yeah. is a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, in Ikaria, we didn't see um, much focus on diet at all. You know, so when we were over in Europe, you know, we went to Athens, for example, and, and I know that when we're exploring Sardinia and when we're, we're looking at Okinawa over in, in Asia and Japan, they're not, there's not a massive focus on diet. It's the people, the community, uh, the culture that is way more profound in terms of their longevity secrets yeah. um, than anything else. There's so much we could talk about and uh, no doubt we'll be discussing a lot about Mitch and Mario Martinez on future episodes. Thanks again for your wisdom, as always, on 100 Not Out. Really hope you've enjoyed this episode of 100 Not Out, folks. To find out more, come visit us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 100 Not Out. To find out more about Damien, go to damienchristoph.com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au. And we want you in Ikaria 2017. Talk about an unforgettable experience. To find out all about it, go to www.100notout.com. Until next time, folks, thanks for joining us and continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.